This week's Four Questions Journalist Spotlight is brought to you by Lefts Atlanta Media, Atlanta's best journalist database. Subscribe at leftsatlantamedia.com. Welcome to another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. We are talking today with Ernie Suggs, a senior reporter with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Good morning, Ernie. Good morning. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for taking a few minutes this morning. Well, thank uh, you uh, very much for having me. I've been watching your shows, and I'm excited to finally get a chance to be on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm honored. I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you uh, responded to my little April Fool's prank with a, <laughs> with, with a, with a what about me? So that's, that's good. See, I thought, I, see I'm, a little, I'm a little disappointed because I thought I was going to be like the final guest, like the Johnny Carson <laughs> show or something. So um, I didn't know I was uh, on a long list of people to come behind me. So no, but I'm still honored to be here. Well, good. Go. I'm glad. To, I'm glad to have you. I, I think. Uh, I think you offer kind of a unique perspective on you know, some great topics that the AJC has covered and continues to cover. But uh, so, uh, let me let you start by talking a little bit about your background. I, I know you've been with the AJC for about 25 years now. Is that right? Yeah, uh, 25, 26 years. Okay. So what, yeah. what, what, uh, what, what's the path that, that brought you to the AJC? Uh, well, it's a, uh, it's not a, it's not a circuitous path. I was uh, born in Brooklyn, New York. I went to high school in North Carolina, uh, in college in North Carolina. That's kind of where I started my journalism career, writing for my high school paper and my college paper. Uh, my first job out of college, well, between my junior and senior years at North Carolina Central University, I interned at Gannett Westchester Newspaper, so I worked in New York City or just outside of New York City uh, for the summer. And uh, after I graduated, um, I went back to co- – well, after my internship, I went back to college. After I graduated, they hired me. So that was my first job, and then I left that job after a couple of years and moved back to Durham, North Carolina, um, to, to work at the Herald Sun, uh, which is a great daily, regional, local newspaper in Durham. And then I moved to Atlanta in 1997, specifically to work for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. So I've always been blessed to, uh, since the day I graduated from high from college, to have a job uh, in the media. So um, I've always had a job from New York to Durham to Atlanta. Um, and it's all been a great, uh, path. You know, I moved here in 97, as I mentioned, and I've covered everything. You know, I moved here when we had 500 people on staff and I've covered <laughs> my first job was night cops where, um, I would come in at three o'clock in the afternoon and work until midnight, just covering shootings and traffic accidents and, and just all whatever the day shift didn't want to do. I had to do. Yeah. And I moved on from there to cover higher education, K-12, uh, the Georgia Senate, um Congress, uh City Hall, and but I've always had a background in covering race and culture and civil rights. So that's always kind of been the backbone of my coverage. And now over probably the last ten years or so, that's been my primary coverage target. So that's I'm, you know, considered the race and culture report at the paper. Yeah, and, and I know and, and you have a couple of different ways you're doing it. You you obviously got the the written word kind of thing, but you also are doing it in a couple of different ways. I, I've seen, you know, the AJC sepia, mm-hmm. sepia, 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 yes, sepia. Uh-huh. Right. Um, uh-huh. You know that is is that still going? That's still on Facebook, right? Yeah. Well, uh, just a quick thing. Yeah. Well, yes. I started I started AJC sepia about nine years ago as a way for our Facebook readers to gain access to our black content. The, the, the report, the reporting from black reporters, as well as stories about black issues that were, that were being happy, that were happening in Atlanta. So we started that as ADC sepia back when, you know, newspapers were kind of trying to figure out 
how to incorporate Facebook and other forms of social media into their coverage. So about, but about two years ago, we started unapologetically ATL, which is our newsletter. Uh, and sepia has kind of merged. Sepia has grown from sepia to unapologetically ATL. Okay. So we don't, we don't technically have sepia anymore as the Facebook page. It's called unapologetically ATL, but unapologetically ATL is a big corporation now. It's a bigger, bigger thing now. Okay, great. Yeah, I wanted to be clear about that because I, I, uh, I kind of have seen both over the years, and yeah, yeah. You know, at, at sometimes you, my, the the mind wanders, and I think something yeah. was was yesterday. Yeah. It was actually ten years ago. So yeah, that's yeah. That's so CP has, <laughs> has grown into unapologetically ATL. Okay, and how would you describe that? How would you describe unapologetically ATL? Uh, well, basically, it's a newsletter comes out every Thursday, but it's a newsletter that basically uh, captures Black life. So we want to specifically myself and Naja Parker and Nedra Rome and Deasia Page, who are reporters. We're all reporters at the paper. This is kind of our baby. <laughs> so we put it together for it to run on Thursdays, and it captures Black culture. So we want to present you, the reader, the audience, a package that talks about Atlanta's Black culture, what's going on in the Black communities, uh, whether it's politics, sports, music, entertainment, television, um, um, neighborhoods, school, education, whatever it is, we put it in that newsletter and it's done very well so far. As I said, we've been around for about a year and a half now. Uh, we, uh, have live events. We had a big live event, uh, last month at the gathering spot. So we are, again, it grew out of sepia to become this, but it's, it's going to continue to grow, um, to become, it's kind of like not a separate from the newspaper, but it's going to continue to grow as a brand that you know as a reader or as an audience member to that AJ, the unapologetically ATL is a place for you to go for not only news, but all, you know, all different forms of media, um, all different forms of, of, of getting your, your information from different forms of the media, whether it's a podcast or, or, or audio or video or the written word or online uh, or live events. You know, it, it's going to be, it's going to, you're going to get it from us at the newsletter. Okay, and I've seen. Uh, are, are you doing a regular audio podcast also as part of that? Not regular. We we've done occasional ones. Okay. We are going to at some point do regular ones. We're going to at some point do <laughs> regular videos. We do videos every week on it, but we're going to get a regular rotation of you know content driven videos, content driven uh, audio. Uh, right now, we're mo- mainly focusing on the the written word course uh, that goes on the website and goes in the newsletter as well as our live events that are happening every month um, at a venue near you okay um and are there some topics that are really important that you obviously there's a lot of a lot of topics right mm-hmm. is there other things that you've got coming up that you want to i don't know tease a little bit say hey we're going to be covering this or this or this yeah, well, every month, as as I mentioned, we have a we have a live event every month. Uh, this month's live event is looking at coastal Georgia and looking at how Black people live on coastal Georgia. You know, um, Sapelo Island, Butler Island, just that historical culture of the Geechee Gullah culture. Um, what's changed there? We have a great writer uh, who uh, formerly worked for the Atlanta Journal Constitution, who lives down there, who's been working down there for the last twenty years. She's doing a special essay for us. So that's one of the big main things that we have coming up, and that's going to be in our April 27th edition. So be on the lookout for that. Okay. Um, and 
I, I guess also, are, are there, is there, you know, someone has ideas that they think would be interesting for unapologetically. What's, what's the best way to get those to you? And, uh, and, can, I, and I guess, would you, should they go to you or one of the reporters or? No, no, matter? no. Just, uh, it doesn't matter. But you, if you, if, for those of you who are listening and, and seeing this, uh, you can just email me, esugs at ajc.com and I'll put it in the right hands. But also, I want people to understand that these are also regular news articles. So, they're in the newsletter. We write special stories for the newsletter, but they eventually be they eventually run in the paper. They eventually run on online. So it has to be something um, worthy of newspaper or media publication. Uh, so, but we we take uh, submissions all the time. We get our mailboxes full of people who are pitching us stories, which is great because it gives us more opportunities to write stories. And obviously, you know, Atlanta focused, right? Don't it, it's Atlanta focused, <laughs> but uh, you know because Atlanta. You know, we feel, and uh, a couple of years ago, Naja Parker and I, who's another reporter on the on the project, wrote this big story about Atlanta influences everything. And you know the saying, and we kind of explored that to look at how musically and and entertainment wise and politically, with the you know the the twenty twenty and the twenty twenty two elections, how important that was to the national political scene, uh, fashion, everything, everything that is uh, black that's out in the world has some kind of connection to Atlanta. Because Atlanta is such a cutting edge place. We have all these great, smart minds here and we're doing so much here, whether it's technology or the media or whatever. And that's all kind of influencing out. So it's kind of like this whole Atlanta influences everything model that we have that we stole from Bob, from BAME, um, that we're using in the newsletter to kind of tell the Atlanta story. So it's Atlanta story, but it's also the national story. Okay. And the global story. All right. I got to get you down to uh, Momocon. We've got some great uh, cosplayers uh, in the in the Atlanta <laughs> community that, uh, especially in the in the black community, that uh, are doing some incredible things. Uh, oh, I would love that down there. I would uh, love that. It's a it's an amazing thing. Um, all right, so so let's get to the really challenging question now. This is the hardest right. question that I ever ask anybody: is what is what is the coolest thing about Ernie? Oh, what is the coolest thing about what's the coolest? What's the coolest um, thing about Ernie? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm cool or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I just think just kind of being myself. I think I'm, um, I think I'm very confident in who I am. I'm very confident in my work. I'm very confident of who I've become as a man, you know, uh, growing up in Brooklyn and growing up in, uh, tiny, you know, growing up in giant Brooklyn, New York, and then moving to tiny Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Uh, there are a lot of challenges in that in terms of being a black man growing up in America, uh, to a single mother. So I think that, um, I've, I've accomplished a lot. I, I, I have to, I have to say. So I think that, you know, just being who I am, being a self-actualized black man, um, with friends and with family and, you know, just loved ones out there, out there and with a great job. Um, and, you know, with, I, I, I think, I, I guess if you think one of the cool things about me is I'm very eclectic in terms of my, um, habits. You know, I like to read, as you can see, but, you know, my, all my book collections over there. You can see the guitars there. That shelf right there is just dedicated to Prince. I'm a huge Prince fan. Uh, you can't see it, but there's a Yankee hat somewhere up there. I'm a huge New York Yankees fan. So, yeah, you know, I, do, I, I, do, I do have an issue with the Yankees thing as, as a, <laughs> as a Met, as a Mets fan myself. I do have an issue, oh, okay. with, but you know, I'm, I'm going to let that go because I know how, you know, I grew up, I grew up in New York and I was, I grew up a Mets fan. And well, see, I grew up in 1970s. I was in New York in the 1970s when the Mets were not good. 
and the Yankees were going to three straight World Series. So yeah, l- later in the seventies, the Mets the Mets got better. Seventy six, seventy seven, they were they were, <laughs> yeah, they, were they were they had a year or two. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. My my dad grew up in in the Bronx in Brooklyn, but somehow he he became a Mets fan, so I became a Mets fan too. Yeah, I'm all about Reggie Jackson and Willie Randolph, man. So yeah, yeah, that, that's true. That's true. But what yeah. what about what about that? You got that. T-shirt challenge I always see going on too. Yeah, yeah. How does so, that work? Um, so okay, so you know I work in corporate America. I'm a journalist, so I come to work. Well, prior to 2020, I would come to work every day in a suit and tie or whatever, or polo shirt. And throughout the years, I would just collect T-shirts. Um, and when I go to the gym, I usually wear a dry fit shirt. So I would collect all these T-shirts that I could never wear. I couldn't wear them at work, obviously. Uh, I would wear them on the weekend sometimes. So they were just kind of collecting in my spare bedroom so when the pandemic hit and we all started working from home i was like well maybe it's kind of cool if i started wearing some of these t-shirts you know i thought maybe we'd be home working for three months or whatever just and a week, uh, just a week or two yeah, right exactly, we'll be, exactly it's just yeah. a week we'll be back yeah yeah so i was yeah. like it may be cool to wear these t-shirts but as we've continued to work from home and working from home has become um a natural part of life now and i still have i still have probably had collected 500 t-shirts that I had never worn before or never worn in public. Wow. So I decided, hey, I'm just, since I'm working from home, I'm going to wear a t-shirt every day. And I'm up to about 365 t-shirts since 2020. Uh, probably about 85 sweatshirts that I've worn since 2020. And I still got, like I said, I still got 150 left that I'm still kind of going through. So it's become a thing. You know, people kind of see me on the street that I don't know and say, hey, you're the t-shirt guy because they recognize me from Twitter or Instagram. So. <laughs> That's kind of cool, you know. All right. So if yeah. people people want to send you a T-shirt to, to be a part of the challenge, I, I guess they should send that to the AJC office. And oh, it'll, they it'll, get send... to you, it'll get to you eventually, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please send me T-shirts. I love T-shirts. <laughs> Two X. Right. So I can uh, sort of – Two X? Two X? Okay. All right. Yes. All right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. So uh, and, and this this looking at your bookcase behind you, this may be a tough question, but last the last book you've read, or I'll, I'll give you the last podcast you've listened to, also e- either one of those. Uh, you know, I haven't been listening to podcasts. I you know I'm, I used to be like a huge podcast guy, but now I've discovered Spotify and I'm listening to Spotify and I'm creating all these playlists. But I think the last probably I don't know if it's a podcast or just a it's a podcast, but it's a podcast of a radio show. I listen to the Michael K show. You know, he's a, he's the New York Yankee broadcaster. And he has a great he has a great sports talk show in New York. So I unfortunately know more about New York sports than I do about Atlanta sports. <laughs> um, so I listen to him. I listen to um, you know um, I can't even think of really the last pure podcast that I've listened to because I, as I said I've been kind of listening to to this to the Michael K show a lot. Um, the last book I've read I'm reading a book now. I'm reading two books now. Uh, Zora Neale Hurston is a Barracoon. Zora Neale Hurston was kind of like when I was in college, my uh, favorite writer, and uh, she still is. And as as a matter of fact, I mentioned I went to North Carolina Central University, and one of the great things about Zora Neale Hurston is that she taught at North Carolina Central University in 1939 before getting fired and before writing their eyes and watching God. So she's kind of connected to me spiritually as well as through my university. So I'm enjoying her latest book. Uh, and I'm reading uh, Colson Whitehead's Underground Railroad, which is about um, this hypothetical – uh, uh, kind of a black science fiction novel about an, a real underground railroad and what that would have looked like, which is very ah, fascinating. Okay. It won it won a Pulitzer Prize, so it's a really really good book. But I'm, you know, I'm, also yeah. 
Yeah, also, you know, I have my own book, The Many Lives of Andrew Young, uh, which came out uh, last March, uh, which I continue to read and I continue to uh, enjoy <laughs> seeing people <laughs> buying it and picking it up. So uh, that's been a good experience as well. So how many books have you have you written yourself? Oh, that's it. Just, just, that's, that's just first the one. one. Okay. Yeah, just the one. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that that's the first one, not just the one. It's the, the, yeah, it's the first, first one. Yeah. It's the first one. Yeah. yeah, I got something cooking now, so uh, hopefully I'll have another one out in uh, a year or so. Okay. Within a year. Yeah. All right. Um, and uh, are you doing the kind of you know, book signings or that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, you know, it's been amazing. This, I, let's, I'll say the year, but from March of 2020, uh, 2022 until now, you know, I've been on the road with Andy Young probably about once a month. You know, going to, we've been in New Orleans, Charlotte, Dallas, Texas, Florida, uh, just all over the Washington, D.C., all over the country, kind of touring, touring with him in this book. And it's not only spending time writing the book with him was a, a learning experience, but going on the road and being with him and just kind of talking to him and getting to know him has been a great experience. And he's 91 years old and he has a lot of energy and, and, and poise, of course, and he tells great stories. So wherever we go, it's sold out whether it's a college campus or a, a giant auditorium. And uh, it's sold out. I'm not uh, ashamed to say that it's sold out because of him. So I'm just kind of writing his coattails. But it's been a great experience. That's great. And the book, right. and the book is done very well. Right. And, the, and the name of the book is? Uh, the Many Lives of Andrew Young. And you can get a copy on Amazon, of course, or Barnes & Nobles. If you want a signed copy, you can, if you live in Atlanta, you can go to Acapella Books. They have signed copies by myself and the ambassador. <clears throat> Or if you, you know, you know, yeah, I'll sign a copy for you. Okay. If you get it from somewhere else. Very good. All right. Yeah. Um, favorite local restaurant? Uh, my favorite local restaurant is interesting because I just did a documentary shoot. The, the paper's doing a um, a day in the life of Ernie Suggs for some reason. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we That's went cool. to my favorite restaurant. It's Eats. I don't know if you've been to Eats on Ponce, uh, right across the street from Ponce City Market. Yes. It's, it's been a tiny, while. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. I've been going there regularly for mm-hmm. 25 years. It's like my favorite place. I know that it's the restaurant that I've been to the most since I've been in Atlanta. But now that I live in Smyrna, I don't get a chance to go there as much. But whenever I'm in the city, I try to stop by there. So I was just there yesterday. So uh, shout out to Eats on uh, on Ponce. All right. We'll, we'll tag them on our social when we, when we put yeah. this out too. Yeah. All right. Um, favorite guilty pleasure? Uh, favorite guilty pleasure? Um I guess, you know, listening to Prince, listening to Prince music, I don't know if that's a guilty pleasure, but I'm going to tell you one interesting, it's probably a guilty pleasure. And this is again, <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm promoting my little day in the life of Ernie Suggs because all this stuff, you should have been with me yesterday because all these questions were answered. Um, I love water aerobics. I really enjoy water aerobics. I go every Tuesday and Thursday uh, at the Buckhead YMCA. And, um, you know, usually I'm the only guy in there. Um, yeah, uh, well, I wouldn't say usually, but I'm always the only guy in there, and uh, it's just me and a bunch of ladies, and we're just out there in the middle of the of the of the pool, just kind of doing our thing. So I love it. It's kind of like that you know, one thing, one thing. You know, I know we work hard and we do all these things and we travel, and it's kind of difficult to kind of set aside time for yourself. But I make sure that you know I try to go to the gym regularly. But I make sure that every Tuesday and every Thursday at seven o'clock, I'm at the gym in water aerobics. That's like the main thing that I tell myself that I'm going to do every every week. So I enjoy that. So I guess that would be a guilty pleasure. That's a that's a good habit to be to be into, and, and I'm, it's 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 a really important thing. You know, you gotta we get so busy, we yeah, we get to yeah. take care of our health. That's, that's yeah, really yeah, important. yeah, yeah. All right, yep. favorite local getaway. 
favorite local getaway. So that's, that might be a tough one. Um, I like, you know, climbing Stone Mountain whenever I can get over there. Um, I like, um, wow. Um, and I live, um, I live near what's called the Silver Comet Trail. That's not really a getaway. Um, I, know that. I but, love the Silver Comet. That's a, that's a great yeah, getaway. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah, so I do, yes, yeah. I do that. Uh, but so that's a, probably Stone Mountain, kind of just kind of that peaceful. If I can get to the top of the mountain or if some of my frat brothers are going with me, we go around the mountain or something. So I guess that's a nice peaceful place to kind of go despite the historical, um, challenges that that place has. I, I still think it's a beautiful spot. And it's, I wrote a story a couple of years ago about just how many African Americans actually use it to climb the mountain and to walk around it and all that kind of stuff. So I still think it's a pretty nice spot. Yeah, no, it's a great spot. I, I yeah. try to climb it every once in a while, and the the five mile walk around the mountain is a uh, yeah, not too yeah. not too crazy hard. So that's that's no, good no. exercise too. Yeah, yeah. The biking gets biking gets a little crazier. So a lot of people biking around the mountain. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they're and yeah. they're they're flying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm scared <laughs> of bikes. I'm scared of bikes. <laughs> yeah, we got some e bikes. Those those were those were good for for my yeah. wife and I. But uh, yeah, all right. And I think. Uh, this kind of may may kind of segue over, but favorite non work hobby? Uh probably travel. You know, I'd love to get it, you know, whenever I get a chance to kind of travel, whether it's going back to New York or going to uh, North Carolina. You know, I have a lot of friends and family. I you know, although I was born in New York, I do consider myself more of a North Carolinian, because uh, I'm always going back to my old college for homecoming or whatever. Um, my family's still in North Carolina. So I do enjoy going back to North Carolina, but I also enjoy going to the Caribbean. Um, you know, I want to get back to Europe soon. Uh, now that, you know, the pandemic is probably over, I do want to get back, you know, to doing some serious travel. So, um, Europe, you know, the Caribbean, you know, I love just kind of traveling and just kind of getting out, you know, getting out. But I also like just kind of, you know, uh, you asked me what's cool about myself. You know, I also kind of just like hanging out by myself. You know, I, I will have no problem today's Friday. If I just stayed in the house until Monday, <laughs> I would have yeah. no, I would have absolutely no problem with that. You yeah. Know, just kind of watching the games and reading and listening to, pop, you know, music and things like that. Yeah. There is something to that. Uh, yeah. It is. Yeah. My wife and I are like, we love, we love doing things together, but sometimes just having a day when there's just one of us in the house is, oh, yeah. It's uh, is a nice yeah. thing. You know, she, yeah. when I go, when I go camping is when she catches up on, the uh the streaming shows that she knows I don't want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I come back. She's like, "Yeah, it was up till three. Watch this whole four seasons of this show or something." Yeah. Like, okay. Well, I hope I hope she watched uh, Swarm. I wrote a, a little quick review about that last week. So Swarm, Swarm. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Is that it's about? It... It's about um. It's about it's about idolization of pop stars, and just okay. about how all that kind of develops and what goes crazy with that. So I would recommend that. Okay. I don't think she's watched that one yet, but, uh, yeah. but I'll, I will, it might be, might, might be one we want to watch together. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's we, crazy. we have some things we watch together, some things I like, some things she likes. So, you know, yeah. it all, it all works out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that, that we haven't talked about that, about your work or anything that you want to mention that we haven't gotten in? I, we talked about the, the beaten job and and uh, no, I, all that. No, I think this is good. I mean, I think you know, I you know, as I said, as you mentioned, I've been at the paper for 26 years. Uh, we're doing a lot of really good things in the paper. You know, we uh, just hired a new uh, publisher, Andrew Morse. We just hired a new editor, uh, Leroy Chapman, who's the first African American uh, per- person to run our newsroom in 155 mm-hmm. years. 
So we're really, really excited about that. And I think it's a consensus that uh, most people at the paper agree that he's the perfect person for the job uh, to come in and um, take over for Kevin Riley, who led us for 12 years before he retired. So uh, we're doing a really a, a lot of good things. You know, we've got a really good investigative team. Uh, we've got a really good visual team now. Um, the newsletter is doing very well. Uh, we're gonna you're gonna see a lot more from the newsletter and what we're gonna be doing and what we have the ideas that we have. Um, and you know, just look for my byline. You know, as I said, I cover race and culture. I also cover um, a little bit of politics. Uh, I'm kind of the Jimmy Carter reporter. So um, I just spent about a month living in Plains or living in America's Georgia, kind of following his latest health scare. So, um, you know, I'm, we're all over the place. You know, we, you know, we got, you know, all this stuff going on with Fulton County uh, and, and President Trump and just, you know, we're, we are, you know, with the changing landscape of the news, I think the Atlanta Journal Constitution is still doing a very good job of telling Atlanta's story and being kind of like that uh, frontline source of what what's going on in Atlanta. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud of having been here for 26 years or so. And I just hope to continue doing some good work. Excellent. And let's yeah. let's show everybody your the whole T-shirt there. I, oh, I just, well, this I, is there a, we go. I see the NC. There we go. NC. Yeah. There we go. All right. So this shirt has a dual purpose. Uh, it's NC Central University, as you can see, but it's also my our school colors are maroon and gray. But this shirt is black and gold, which is my fraternity's color. So it's kind of a fraternity <laughs> university shirt. So there you go. <laughs> so all my stuff works on multiple levels. You got to hey. really, you know. Got to understand what's going get, on. Get a multi, multi-purposing. Get, yeah, you know, get, yeah. get it all into one t-shirt. Yeah. Excellent. We have been talking with Ernie Suggs with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ernie, thank you so much for taking a few minutes with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And as always, uh, we uh, we do these every, every uh, two weeks or so. And uh, check them out on YouTube. If you haven't clicked that subscribe button on YouTube, please do so. I am... 98% of, of the of distance away from actually monetizing my YouTube channel. So <laughs> another 20 years, I'll probably get there and be like, yeah, hey, yeah, I can retire now. Uh, so sub, sub, click subscribe on there and help me along the way. And then uh, if you're looking for uh, our database of Atlanta journalists, go to leftsatlantamedia.com. And if you are a journalist looking for stories for sources, go to our Mitch's Media Match website, and you'll find sources there, or you can just give me a call or shoot me an email, and uh, we'll set you up. So that's it for today. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you.